Today we're going to talk about the home. <clears throat> Do you have a home? And you know, when we talk about the home, we're not talking about the house where the members of the home live. We're talking about the people that conform a family, a marriage, a son, parents, a family. We're going to talk about the home today. And you have a home? Praise the Lord. Do your best <clears throat> to keep that home as strong and as Christian as possible. Do your best. Make a team. Practice unity. Pull the burden in the same direction. Be one. Be one between you, your wife, your children, and be one all together with God. Then you're going to have a home. If you have that home, enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you don't, well, listen what we're going to study. Perhaps you can, you can build a home, a Christian home, strong home. So we're going to talk for a few minutes about a home. <clears throat> the basis for our lesson is found in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. We're going to talk about uh, what Joshua said as for me and my house. And you know the rest of that verse, isn't it? Well, we're going to talk about that, that home. Joshua 24, 14, and 15 says, Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. <clears throat> and if it seems evil to you <clears throat> to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods <clears throat> which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, <clears throat> very important, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Please pay attention to the underlying <clears throat> words. In order to have a home, always think not only about you, you and your house. Thank you, brother. You and your wife and your children all together, okay? But in order to serve the Lord, you need to fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. Then you're going to serve the Lord. Then you're going to serve the Lord, you and your household. That's the only way this, this uh, works. <clears throat> many Christians, many Christians do not see their homes as sacred, uh, as sacred as the church. They have undervalued and underestimated God's perspective and love for the home. Listen, God began human existence with a marriage 
and with a home. The first community that God established was the family. He had a relationship with men in the context of the family before the establishment of the church. The Israelites did not have a formal place of worship until the tabernacle of Moses. Before this, the place of worship was the home. And all worship was directed and led by the head of the home, the husband and the father. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6, six through, uh, 4 through 9 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You sh shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lay down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts door of your house and on your gates. <clears throat> we need to teach anytime to our children. But you know, you cannot teach them effectively if you do not give the right and proper example. This is so important. Our children learn the best three more effective ways for our children to learn Christian life is number one, by example. Number two, by example. And number three, by example. There's no other way. You can teach them about God and all what God wants. But they wanted to see you. They want to see Jesus and you, father and mother. That's the only way that you are going to be effective as parent. So you cannot pass on something that you do not have. Look what is underlined. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. We parents have to have all these, the will of God in our hearts, living them daily at home. You know, at home is sometimes the place where we do not practice Christianity. Nobody is seeing us. Our brothers and sisters are not there. So sometimes in the home, we don't practice Christianity in our relationship that we have at home. So we need to first have these things, the will of God in our hearts, okay? 
When you leave those, then you're going to teach the children and they're going to get it and going to make sense. And they're going to learn it and apply it. Okay? That's the only way that this uh, works. So it is so important to realize this. Sometimes Christians have replaced the home with the time when we get together as a church to worship God. For many Christians and their families, all spirituality is exercise in church. All prayers is, are in church. All teaching is in church and not in the home. That is completely wrong. Completely wrong. In some Christian homes, there has been an abdication of responsibility for godly leadership, family service, and spiritual discipleship. How do we experience genuine divine blessing in our homes? What can we uh, do to follow God's pattern for the home? Well, that's what we're going to study this morning. So please pay close attention. Close attention. Choose to make your home his home. It's not my home. It's his home. So remember, choose to make our home his home. That's what Joshua should choose. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made a choice for his home. His choice was for his household to serve God only. To worship him. And offer a daily sacrifice at home. Not only Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesdays. No, 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 no. At home. We are a living sacrifice in a daily basis. Everywhere. All the time. Including home. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Tells us this. Very, very clear. Regardless of the choices of others. Yahshua's wife and children knew which way he would lead them. <clears throat> the challenges of Joshua's day are not less than those we live among today. We have to choose to live accord according to God's design for our homes and families. Jacob, like Joshua, also made a clear decision for the spiritual direction of his family. <clears throat> it says, And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with, the, with him, Put away the foreign uh, gods that are among you. Purify yourselves <clears throat> and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make an offer there 
to God who answered me in the day of my distress and kept be with me in the way which I, I uh, have gone. He's my home. His home? That's a very important question. He's my home. His, his home? Well, the answer to this question or to answer this question is not enough saying, yes, of course. You know, the whole, whole house baptized several years ago. No, no, no. That, that, that does not. That does not answer the question. No. Don't tell me. I attend to, to you know, to the worship services Sunday morning and Sunday evening and middle week services. <clears throat> so yes, yes, my home is his home. Well, no, that, that's not the right answer yet. We started the Bible. We give money <clears throat> to the contribution to spread the gospel. Well, let me tell you something. To answer this question is deeper than this. It involves that Jesus could be the center in the life of all the members of that family. <clears throat> that all decisions made in that home were according to what Jesus says. That when you have visitors, they can see Jesus in that place, in your home. So it is so important to realize how deep this question is. And of course, the answer is not easy. But you and I can have a home. And we can answer, yes, my home is his home. We're going to study some principles that could really help us to make my home his home. To make your home his home. That's why we are here. That's why I choose to share with this some thoughts about the home. Do we behave at home as we behave before services and after services with all our brothers and sisters? You know, one time in one New Year's meeting, one man who was in charge of the meeting introduced Don McCord. <clears throat> and he said, you know, I love uh, this brother that he's going to st stand before us to preach tonight. And start talking about Don McCord, beautiful things about him. Well, when Don McCord came to the pulpit and said, I appreciate what this young, you know, I appreciate, you know, like that. You know, I appreciate the way uh, my, my uh, brother introduced me, you know. That's what he said, you know. But I think he, he needs to, to talk to my wife first. And that's exactly right. Because sometimes we are so nice. And if I'm lying, let me know after services. Sometimes we are so nice with everybody at church. Well, you know, our sister said, wow, what a husband has my sister so-and-so. He's, you know, he's so kind and, you know, polite. And 
What happened at home? Is it the same thing or is it different? Ah, like this, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it's very, very important. Very important. Because sometimes we can deceive other people very easily because they do not live with us at home. So we need to be very careful. Because sometimes when people, you know, our, our brothers and sisters are around us, <clears throat> we act one way. When they are not, we act in a different way. No. We need to be Christians everywhere, including our homes. This is so, so important. God teaches us that we have to seek an authentic relationship with God <clears throat> in our home. Always in our home. Always, always. <clears throat> if, we, if we do that, our homes will be blessed, really blessed, because the presence of God is going to be there. His glory is going to be there. His blessing is going to be there. His direction is going to be there. <clears throat> His protection is going to be there. So, yes, it's very convenient to do what he says at home. <clears throat> Living in such a way brings blessings to our homes. Barry, battery went. Okay. Okay. Look what it says in Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine at the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. <clears throat> Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion. And may you see the good of Jerusalem at the day, all days of your life. Yes, may, may you see your children's children. Wow, you have grandchildren? I have. Wow. <clears throat> Sometimes I teasing my wife say, I don't know why we don't have grandchildren instead of children. You know, because, wow, grandchildren take everything. You have good things? Well, grandchildren take from us those good things that we have. It's just amazing to enjoy grand, grandchildren. See, you're going to be blessed if you make your home his home. Very, very important. <clears throat> Another thing, welcome his presence at our homes. It's not the same you know that God is omnipresent, okay? So he's watching you at, you know, at your home. He's watching us in our homes, okay? But, you know, we're not talking about his omnipresence. We're talking about <clears throat> welcome, welcome him in our homes. Inviting him to be part of our daily lives. This is something else, okay? Look what it says in 2 Samuel 
chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. <clears throat> David was afraid of the Lord that day. <clears throat> and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Hittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Hittite three, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And the Lord blessed that family because the Ark of the Covenant was in that house three months. For three months, the most awesome symbol of God's presence was seated in that home. The Ark of the Covenant <clears throat> was the most sacred article in all Israel history. The most power of, powerful object <clears throat> on the face of the earth. The ark was the focal point on that home. I am certain beyond doubt that the ark changed the way they live in that, in that house. Yes. Well, let me tell you something. If you welcome God to your home, He's going to stay there. And if you invite him and he stays there, your life is going to change forever. Your home is going to change forever. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Every day <clears throat> for three months, they were aware that God was living with them, lodging in their lodge. When God's presence is welcome, a home is truly blessed. That's when you have a home. That's when you have a Christian home, strong home, because the presence of God is in your home. The Ark of the Covenant really brought so many blessings to obed Edom. It reminds them daily of God's presence and goodness, His faithfulness, promises, power, and glory. What else you can ask for? You don't need anything else. If God, if God is in your home, you do not need anybody else. But if He's not, no matter how many are, nothing happens. Nothing. Nothing happens. <clears throat> Inside the Ark of the Covenant were three items. The two stones of the law given to Moses, a jar of manna from Israel wilderness wandering, and Aaron's budding stuff. Those three things were in the Ark of the Covenant. According to my humble perspective, I believe these three things have a representation in our homes. And we need, we need 
to have these three things in our homes today in order in order to welcome God in our home. The two <clears throat> stone tablets of the law given to Moses, to my humble perspective, I said already, represent God's word in our homes. So we need, we need to have God's word in our homes, okay? A jar of manna from Israel wilderness wandering represent God's provision in our homes. And let me tell you, Aaron's budding staff represents God-ordained leadership in our homes. Those three things, we need to have them in our homes in order to welcome God to our homes. In his house, God was acknowledged, value, and treasure. Jacob says, I will make an altar there, uh, there to God, like Yahshua, same thing, like Edom, like Obed Edom. So, think about this. I said, if you, if, you have, if you have a home, enjoy it. And do your best to keep that home. Invite God to your home. Do or, or work hard so that your home be his home. If you need to build a home, well, build an ark of salvation and in, in your in your home. Look what it says in Hebrews eleven seven. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for for the saving of his household, by which he commanded the world and became heir of the righteousness which is <clears throat> according to faith. Noah did, did all he could to save his family. You know, for me, he is the most effective preacher that ever exists. Even though he failed preaching to the whole world, he convinced nobody. How come he was the most effective preacher on the earth? Well, he convinced his wife. He convinced his children. He convinced his daughters-in-law. Eight people. You cannot be more effective than this. You know, brethren, I go preach the word all the way to Argentina, Chile, Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, Mexico, Spain. But that doesn't mean Nothing. That does not mean nothing. You know why? Because if I don't do my work, my job at home, all those traveling and preaching is like trash. 
It's at home where you prove who you are and to whom you serve. It's at home where you prove that you are a follower of Jesus Christ and a child of God. It's at home. Never forget that. So we need to build an ark of salvation in our homes. Noah did not pull the children and wife and daughters and law, hey, come, push them to go into the ark. But he provided a way to escape. That's only, that's the only thing that we can do. Okay. How? By our example and teaching them about God and his glory. Exalt God in your home all the time. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We talk about that on Friday, right? Well, now we add, practice this in your home. See? Not only outside of your home. You practice that in your home. And that's going to make a great difference. <clears throat> Example Christ-likeness in your home. Paul said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. We can tell to our children, imitate me. Imitate mom as we imitate Christ. That's the only way this works. Encourage faithfulness in your home. They need to see you serving faithfully to God. You cannot deceive your children. Try. Try to deceive your children. No, you can't. They know us from top to bottom. He knows who we are. If you want to know what Elias is, talk to Jacob or Karen. Whatever they say, that's exactly right. No matter what you see in me or what I tell you. No. What they tell about Elias, that's exactly right. And that's the truth. So, be faithful to God at home in your relationship with your wife, with them, children. Then they're going to be faithful. Be faithful until dead, and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful until dead at home. At home. All the time. You cannot at home. Instruct your children and guide your wife in God's ways in your home. Yes, that is our responsibility as a head of the home. We are the spiritual guidance, guide in our homes. We, men. That's what the Bible says. That's what Joshua said. Ephesians 4, uh, 6, 4 says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training 
and admonition of the Lord. They need you so badly. They need you every day in every aspect of their lives. Be the right example. Live for Jesus. Love. Discipline them. And teach them the way to heaven. Establish godly values in your home. Look, Philippians 4, <clears throat> 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any uh, virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Practice all these in your home. When you do that, you, you're going to have a Christian home and strong, a strong home. Very easy sermon, short conclusion. We learn how important the home and family are for God. God pattern for the home and the family. And we learn the, his principles for blessing, for blessing in the home and the family. I hope and pray that these thoughts could really help us to build a home. Make your home to be his home. Welcome God to your home and be prepared to enjoy all the blessings that he wants to give in your home. Do you have a home? If you have a home, congratulations. Enjoy that home. Do your best to keep it close to God. If you don't, God's, God's word has the direction how you can build a home. There are brothers here who can help you with the Bible to teach you how to build a Christian and strong, strong home. This is the lesson for this morning. I hope and pray that these thoughts could really help us to uh, keep a home if you have it. If not, build a home. Build a home. If anybody in the audience hasn't obeyed the gospel call yet, today is the day of salvation. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. Today is the day of salvation. If you want to save your soul, if you want to have a home in heaven, if you want to have an abundant life, you know, this evening we're going to study how you can achieve an abundant life. Three little things that you have to practice and then you're going to have an abundant life. And at the end, everlasting life in heaven. Okay? So if you want to become, become a Christian, a child of God, and receive all kind of a spiritual blessing, you need to obey a simple plan of salvation. 
You need to hear the word of God. Romans 10, 17. You need to believe that Christ is the son of God. John 3, 16. Repent of your sins. As uh, Luke 13, 1 through 5 says. You need to confess that Christ is the son of God. According to Romans 10, 9 and 10. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. According to uh, Acts 2, 38. And for the salvation of your soul. According to Mark 16, 15 and 16. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.